welcome to another episode of the Winter's Coming Fancy Hockey Podcast. Uh, Steve, you're kind of running by here. Uh, do you have any last words for the season? Yeah, I just want to say Derek was just a really good competitor. You know, it was a lot of fun to play against him. <laughs> oh my gosh. He was really, really <laughs> strong, and it was just, you know, it was a fair match, and, and he deserved to take away the gold. Derek, how do you respond? I'm glad that you tried your best by picking up 54 players this week. I would have picked up more if anyone else had been available when when I was looking. I tried to ice everyone. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> like it actually took it took me like a minute and a half to actually count your players. There's there's too many. Like I picked up 19. And it's like nothing. It's like I didn't even try. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, man. You, you gotta learn to you gotta learn to play like the I don't even beasts of New Haven, whatever my team name is. So I should lose embarrassingly in the finals. Again. Okay, you know what? I wasn't going to lose embarrassingly if I hadn't decided to play goaltenders when I was winning, just to hopefully get a shutout, man. It was <laughs> just desperate play. There you have it, everyone. Um, First and before... second place being uh, great competitors and sharing the camaraderie of fantasy sports. Uh, before you go, Steve, I do have a tribute to your team. Because you had so many people, I thought it'd be good to commemorate it with a song, if you're ready. I'm always ready for a song. <laughs> okay. All right, here we go. Hold on, the karaoke track is loading. Backus, Finkertown, Tim Chawler, Jimmy McGinn, Kayla Tilly, Dirk Kinsey, Tommy oh Winslow, Ryan Matheson, Nick Holden, Michael Price, Matt and Tom Marin, Patrick King. Okay, yes. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> Is anyone else under the impression that Fergie might be in love with me? <laughs> I called it. I think I, I think that was something that I was. I would have put money on that at the beginning of the season. No. Uh, uh, cool. Steve, you have any uh, like final firing shots the rest of the league before you have this hob off? Um, yeah. Well, I'm just really excited that next season we're gonna, you know, <laughs> ch- change some of the rules, and uh, and Derek and I get to control what those rules are because we were at the top of the league, and uh, and we're no the one victors. agreed to that. Uh, I read the blog post that you sent me. <laughs> we don't have a blog. Check out our new blog, stlouisshoes.com slash blog. <laughs> that blog spot? Slash live. blog spot. It, it's at LiveJournal. Oh, right. B- blog. Blogger. Okay, I'm going to let you guys do a podcast now. All right, thanks, Bye, Steve. 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 Kisses. All right, well. Um, I guess we're just jumping right into this, eh? Which, well, why don't we do a countdown with the rest of... Uh, Steve's team. Just kidding, that would take an hour to read. Um, <laughs> in case uh, for anyone who hasn't been following the league, uh, this is or our podcast, I suppose. Our this is the fan, Winter is Coming Fantasy Hockey Podcast uh, with Alex and Dylan. As always, I'm your host Alex, aka also named Yola Swag. And joining me today is our friend, always as always, Dylan. How you doing? I'm Dylan. My name is hey, also Brox Coxic, and I used to be named. Um, 
I don't even remember. It's been so long. What was my name before Brock's Coxic? Brock Lobster? Brock Lobster. Brock Lobster. Before that, what was it before that? At Jake for 10 and 18. At Jake for 10 and 18. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> you recognize my Twitter name? And then uh, joining us from all the way in Abbotsford is our league champion, Derek, a.k.a. Hello, hello, hello. Or is your team name in the end? Soso Stevens. <laughs> yeah. And joining us, a uh, special guest, is our friend Mike the Mook, a.k.a. at Pin Meme. Mortel, how you doing, Mike? What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? <laughs> I like that. Apparently, a calling card. Mike is on the toilet. Oh, no, yeah. That's, that's Steve, for sure. <laughs> oh. Mike, oh, uh, very, are... very excited, everybody. Very excited. Sure. Oh, oh, there we go. <laughs> what is, is going we... on? We... Is there a way we can kick him off? Steve's uh... definitely not in the chat anymore. Okay, we're going to mute him. All right, cool. That uh... wasn't from your soundboard, Ferg? That wasn't from your... Uh... When it wasn't from your, your app you got? Uh, no, it's not from the Soundboard Plus app. Or, sorry, Instant Buttons. Um, <laughs> Wait a second. Mike is the first non-league member to join our podcast. Yeah. Mike, why don't you tell us about how you found out the podcast and why you're such a big fan? Uh, it was explained to me very, you know, without any hesitation from Dylan that I would not be joining this season. Um, so, and under no uncertain terms i would not be joining or contributing to the podcast so naturally here i am um i i uh i don't know i i, I saw you guys were the number one result under uh what was it when you search winter is coming fantasy hockey podcast you guys are right at the top so it's unbelievable our seo is very <laughs> it's, it's good for those search terms oh yeah absolutely Nothing to do with Game of Thrones either. No. <laughs> I don't even think you get a Game of Thrones hit. Maybe you do. <laughs> Maybe like two or three results below us. For sure. Thanks for joining us, Mike. Of course. I'm just here to make sure I don't screw anything up. And I'll, I'll ask, you know, kind of like the layman's questions. For sure. Please you know, what's, do. What, what's, what's the stick for? Why is everybody fighting? <laughs> that sort of stuff. Oh, Fergie, over, get to explain again. Yes. <laughs> So ice is. <laughs> um, um, well, I, can I just say welcome back to everybody? Uh, we took a week off because I thought that I was dying, uh, but it turned out that I just had really bad stomach pain. That's all. Yeah, uh, it's good to hear that Dylan wasn't having some sort of massive heart <laughs> trauma or anything like that. Uh, as much as Steve would have had, you know, taken much joy in that, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, like I, I always am really annoyed that like Steve puts on this persona in the podcast, like he's some sort of like, like Mike. You've been listening to the podcast for a little bit. What's your impression of who Steve is? He's got a vibe. Yeah, he's got he's got a particular vibe. If you were to like, but, uh, if I if was to, to characterize him, yeah, like if you were to cast him in a like sitcom, he... who'd be playing him? Ooh, that's tough. No, I, I think he. <laughs> I don't. I don't watch whatever that's from. Yeah, uh, but, but uh, I don't know. He's got a he's got a very particular um, and unique point of view for mm. sure, and and he's very very distinct in himself. And he he doesn't get bullied around by you guys or anybody. And, yeah. and I, you know I I that's for a lot of the different characters that are on the the show. These are all characters you guys are playing, right? 
Yeah. None of it, we're, we're all fictional. Okay. Yeah, that's I know. So having figured that out, I mean, I, I think that he's a really great contributor. And I like that he's a reluctant contributor as well. Um, that's uh, really the best kind. Nice. I get the impression that Steve is like one of these guys who's super successful and he's like, I have my own podcast. I don't need to be doing this shit. And then he joins us and like part of him is like, oh, I don't want to be here. But the other part of him is like, oh, I love these guys. And so he's constantly, ha- he constantly has that battle in his head where he's like, I don't want to be nice to them and I don't want to help them, but I can't help myself. <laughs> does he have his own podcast does he have like he a does. game of thrones podcast he has like two or three now defunct podcasts so i mean that's kind of success right for sure man so, I, are we I, the only I outlet a, then a short run too but <laughs> mike, Frankie, what are we talking about, about today well i i say well mike why don't you tell us a little bit about your history with hockey like you're from a yeah, city from... that has a uh, I, they're from a hockey team uh, town. Uh, so I'm from Chicago. I'm actually from the north suburbs of Chicago. I'm from Evanston, Illinois. Right. Uh, I don't believe that. Your accent is not, uh, doesn't sound Chicagoan. I've, I've been in Canada for the better part of 13 years now, and I definitely get accused of having a Canadian voice when I'm back. It's a, a point of <laughs> teasing when I'm back in Chicago. They're like, oh, every, you sound funny. But um, I actually was not into hockey uh, for a really long time, but I was always around the ice um, for sure uh, through speed skating and stuff like that. So I was always catching either the beginning or ends of games uh, in between speed skating practices uh, that I was forced to attend uh, with with my dad. Um, But you know, I always thought it was really cool. There's the net, and, you know, the net was pretty hard to move out, but once you got on the ice, the net's pretty easy to move. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, uh, it was great. And then um, coming out to Vancouver, uh, I think one of my first uh, kind of reality checks was, you know, something you hear about Canadians is that they all say A and that they're all really into hockey. And my buddy Brandon, um, he was the first guy that I ever met who was like really authentically Canadian. He was from Chilliwack, and he told That's pretty me, Canadian. Uh, "Oh, it's <laughs> boy, yes, he is very Canadian." And uh, <laughs> he's like, "Oh, you're from Chicago. The Hawks suck," <laughs> and and that's really was the truth at the time and probably why I wasn't really into it. I had actually been to a lot of Chicago Wolves games back in the day because um, they were doing better than the Hawks. But um, yeah, I, I learned to love hockey by being in Canada and finding a little bit of my identity through really enjoying, you know, the Blackhawks. I really like how much Vancouverites hate the Blackhawks. And I think sort of being the... uh liking to be the antagonist is is kind of where my fandom comes from but also it's a it it turned into an extremely exciting uh sport to watch at least for for myself and kind of learning about things and asking really stupid questions like why do they only play three quarters sort of stuff like that so you know (laughs) but but there was lots of lots of learning and uh there was a, a great willingness from my friends to 
bring me along and explain why things were exciting and why certain things happened. So yeah, that's like kind of my total history with hockey and then getting back into it because of this podcast. That's also a part of it as well. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, weren't the Chicago wolves once the AHL affiliate of the Canucks? That's correct. They were. were. Yeah. I think after the moose, after the moose. Yeah. I think it was in between the moose and Utica, right? Didn't, yeah, the, the Utica so. comment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was waiting uh, for Derek to confirm that because that's the only person <laughs> I think that would be able to actually know this. <laughs> well, that, so Mike, that's very poetic, then. <laughs> Mike, why don't you to kind of describe what your relationship was with? Because you were here in Vancouver, right? In like the heat of like the Vancouver Chicago like rivalry, and yeah. I think you were also were you must have been in university then. Is that right? Um, I, just before you start, Mike, yeah, I just want to say, you know, I, it, yeah, once I get started, it's gonna it's gonna be a while. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, I think Chicago won that wi- rivalry. Can we all agree? I feel like that's not really uh, a question, is it? I don't think <laughs> yeah, anyone's like, really oh, Vancouver really got the best of Chicago in that rivalry. I don't think there's many. Yeah. many I mean, hot can, takes. they, they yeah. won like what's the score? Three to nothing in in terms of Stanley Cups during that rivalry. Ugh. Yeah, oh my yeah. yes. <laughs> All right, I just okay. Continue, Thanks, but but that's that's where you know I was huh. a fair weather fan too, so it was very fun to be like, oh, they're doing really well. Oh, I, I'm from Chicago. I'll I'll buy a jersey <laughs> and get yelled at. Um, Who's your favorite uh, Chicago Blackhawk? Like of all time. Wait, sure. if that's currently if that's or... easier for you to answer than yes of all time. Well, then. Uh... I don't know. It was Wayne Gretzky. Was he? Did you guys? Did he? <laughs> was because he, he was pretty good, right? No. Um. I, I like. I like Patrick Kane. I like Kaner. I'm. Yeah. I'm. Uh, I'm all about it these days. Uh, I like his uh, antics, both on and off the ice, and that's really. You know. You like that he punches uh, cabbies in the face. <laughs> I mean. If for a guy who's involved as a professional in a sport where it's like pretty acceptable to engage in fighting, I mean, I don't know what you guys would expect. But, uh, no, uh, you know, if I, if I had a name on my jersey, it'd probably be Kane, but I don't have any strong reasons for that. Where are you on in putting your own name on a jersey? Would you get a Yo. jersey that says Mooks on the back and then the number 69? You know how we feel about the number sixty nine on this on this podcast. Yeah, no, no one wears it. Uh, what I'm hoping is to talk about the number ninety later and how that might end up on my jersey. Go ahead. Guys, you you don't know the sensation of Scott Foster. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. I have so many questions. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> shoot. Well, hold on. There's like a, there's a list of Chicago sports stars you can probably name, like top five. What what do you have for your top five all time Chicago athletes? Have Scotty Pippen, Michael Jordan, <laughs> Brian Horace Urlacher, Grant. Horace Grant, uh, sure. Mike Singletary, uh, Rin Sandberg, and now you have what? Rin Sandberg, Ryan Sandberg, dude. Ryan Sandberg. His name's spelled weird. Okay. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you no. you heard me. You heard, you heard me try to <laughs> sing Steve Ricky Racks, Ricky Ricky Racks, Rickard Rackle. Um, they'd probably all be baseball people. That would probably be you know everybody I'd list. I'd I'd kind of start the list with Harry Carey. He's not an athlete, but 
He's definitely <laughs> the biggest Chicago sports icon uh, in, in the baseball world, at least. And uh, I got to see Ryan Sandberg and Sammy Sosa play back in the day. Uh, yeah. You know, got to see Chris Bryant hit a homer last time I was in Chicago and went to a Cubs game. I hope to but, see Chris oh, yeah. Bryant when I'm in Chicago at the beginning of next month. Ooh. Yeah. That's, uh, very cool. It sounds like a fun trip. It does sound a fun trip. It'd be extremely more fun if I happened to stay at your parents' house, wouldn't it? Well, I got good news for you. <laughs> <laughs> what if I told you? <laughs> you were set but up wait. for all of it. Uh, yeah, we'll be staying with Mike's parents when I visit Chicago next month. However, uh, with those lists of incredible Chicago sports stars, now comes the legend of Scott Foster. How big of a news yeah. story was it in the Chicago news cycle? Uh, I don't know because I live in Vancouver. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> you don't the... follow the Chicago Tribune Tim... anymore? <laughs> no, that old rag? No way. Um, Deliver you daily to your doorstep. Do you know... You, you guys familiar with the channel WGN? Have you ever heard that? Yeah. WGN, so you NYC, know, you, ra- yeah. public radio so one. It yeah. stands for, uh, WGN stands for World's Greatest Newspaper. So it's owned uh, by the course. Tribune. So oh. the, they, they definitely run a lot of the um, you know, content in the town and, and have for a really long time. Um, but for me, uh, really kind of seeing the the news story coming up i just had so many questions about how this happened (laughs) and like it's uh overall uh existence just that there's a requirement to have some canadian just hanging out in the wings in case someone (laughs) needs a goalie so (laughs) fergie i think you did some research on this right i did so um fill us in so as opposed to up until 1950, most teams in the NHL only had one goalie, and it was the home team's responsibility to have a backup that could play in an emergency. So uh, your team, who whose regular starting goaltender is Corey Crawford, he has some sort of head injury, and he isn't playing. The Blackhawks have not been very good this season. So you guys had Anton Forsberg and uh, Craig Baru, I believe. and. Yeah. I uh, what had happened was <laughs> did I hilariously mess up the name again? I think Craig was... Ruby is like a 1990s forward. <laughs> uh, I think it's like Jean Francois Brube or something. Hang on, okay, a something something Brube Brube. Um, so basically, Scott Foster has been coming to Chicago games for the better part of three years, and he gets perks such as free tickets, and all he has to do is hang out until you know, warm-ups are done. And then if nothing happens, then he's good to go. However, uh, so that also means he's available to play in either uh, either team. So if Columbus had their had both their goaltenders get injured, he would actually have to lace up for Columbus. It was Winnipeg. Oh, it was Winnipeg. Whatever. Yeah, Yeah, and also it was Colin Delia. That was the other goalie that went out. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, so somebody injured their leg or something during soccer when they were kind of warming up for the game. So then Scott Foster now has to put on a jersey. And then all of a sudden, uh, then the other goaltender gets gets hurt. Now, the thing is, though, like a lot of these emergency goaltenders have actually gone in for like a for kind of like a celebrity appearance, if you will. Like they just kind of go in and for the last five seconds, just so they get the 
mm-hmm. the ability to mm-hmm. say, hey, I've been on the NHL ice. But he went in with like yeah, yeah. seven minutes left. And, you know, 13 like, minutes, whoa. wasn't it? 13 minutes. 14, yeah. man. 14 minutes left. 14 what, minutes of play. Which there was a chance. I think they were up, what, 7 2 or something at that point? 6 2. 6 2. <laughs> so Fergie did some research, but he didn't so do that hard. great of research. He did okay, like eighty no, percent okay. so of his own research. Here's my question: So, the, all the news articles that came out about this, there yeah. was uh, always a mention of kind of like what he does. You know, he he shows up, he gets tickets for free. He's not paid, but he does get a free meal. Yeah. So my question for you guys is. What kind of meal is this that it keeps getting brought up as like this is the compensation? <laughs> Some articles refer to it as a nice dinner. Another article <laughs> refers out of you know that he can have some food. So I just wanted some clarity. Like, what are we talking here? Are we on a are we paper plate or or a regular plate? Um, well, I, I actually I actually know the answer food? to this. All right, I, I want to know. I know the answer to this. So I did a little bit of research myself, and I found out that. Before every game, the emergency back backup goaltender in uh, the Madhouse, as they call it, the United Center in Chicago, gets a free dish of chicken parm. Why is everything chicken parm? <laughs> Everything's chicken parm with you, dude. <laughs> That's true. Scott Foster's nickname is now chicken parm. I don't know if you guys knew that. <laughs> is, it, is it because he ate chicken parm right before his first game? No, Fergie, it's because oh, he spilt maybe. it on his jersey. That would be a really stupid way to get a nickname <laughs> if he was just eating it every morning or every day. Guys, I, lo- I love the mythology and the world building that's going on right now and just all the great callbacks. This is amazing. Shout out to episode one, Chicken Parm. <laughs> okay, so I, it's Scott Foster, uh, this guy, he's from Oak Park. So it's in the I'm slipping into the Chicago accent here. So he's out in the western suburbs a little bit, and uh, Oak Park is actually uh, right next to River Forest, where my mom went to college to become an accountant. And who Whoa. else is also oh. an accountant? I know. I, I chills, guys. Chills. <laughs> <laughs> So are you saying that Scott Foster is your father? That's what I was going to ask. I knew it would go there about my mom, and I'm just going to say, I don't know, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for the history of Chicago. That was really great. For sure. Uh, Mike, what what would you say, like, if you could see any other personality, whether like a celebrity or someone in your family go out onto the ice and become a emergency backup goalie who do you want to see Ooh, like i i kind of hmm. it'd be very funny to have like a really like a really old man go out on the ice right (laughs) sure (laughs) i just i'm just all going for like hilarity what would be really funny um so you'd he'd take one shot and break his hip well, I'm thinking maybe this is the only sport that Michael Jordan really didn't participate in ah. in in the 90s. So I would love to see, and you know he's probably <laughs> hanging around there. So I feel like Mike, Michael Jordan's ice. Michael Jordan's knees wouldn't stand up to NHL goaltender uh, requirements. Yeah, Anything? that's very you, true. You just see explosions I, coming out of his knees. Yeah. Oh, I saw that South Park. I did not like it. No. 
That, I think that's what I was thinking when I said that. <laughs> I think he wouldn't even have skates. He'd probably just get a pair of J's and, you know, go from there. I th- I'm just thinking, like, full-on 90s MJ. Same, you know, Bulls uniform. No real changes. It's red, so there wouldn't be any confusion. Right, right guys? Right. I think that's how the yeah. game works. Yeah. Okay, good. Perfect. I'm just getting some confirmation there. Um, In a previous episode, we were talking about kind of, like, uh, sort of fastest skaters kind of thing and i thought it was kind of ridiculous that an nhl skater could be as fast as a speed skater can you like dispel this myth or confirm it long track or short track would be my question Ooh, i'd say short track i think it'd have to be short track they get up to like uh 35 miles an hour that's the that's the thing in short uh, track yeah yeah what how fast do they go long track Speed skating is the fastest human propelled sport. Period. Mm, how about uh, skydiving? Humans um, are not propelling you themselves. Propel in you skydiving. in the sky. It's gravity. <laughs> what do you, Fergie? Do you think people are like doing the backstroke as they're coming down towards the earth, <laughs> like, kicking their feet really well, you have hard? To jump off of the thing. Like I just, I don't think. I have... <laughs> Oh boy! No, but, uh, the what, the factor that comes in is just the uh, the type of skates that are used for hockey and versus the speed skating. Where speed skating, you have uh, like probably a fourteen to sixteen inch blade, and it's a straight blade. Yeah, uh, and then in, in hockey, it's curved, so you can get a lot I lower think... on the turns um, versus uh, hockey. But the thing that always impressed me about like the technical part of hockey skating was just. Uh, learning to do crossovers when you're learning how to do ice skating of any kind is like that's that's when you really kind of take the evolution to the next level is when you can start to really push yourself around with a good crossover and these guys the way they're you know skating backwards and and kind of doing backwards crossovers in either direction uh speed skaters the you know they go fast and turn left that's the whole uh (laughs) emphasis of the sport is NASCAR nascar drivers yeah so there's do you think uh, that a, whole aspect of it. Do you think a hockey player would be faster in like the first 10 strides? There's definitely a lot of, um, you know, acceleration that they have. And I think the amount of equipment they're wearing has got to be heavy, right? Yeah. Well, so I, you, I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's heavier than like the, bo- like the body suit that you're wearing as a speed, a long track speed skater. Like, I'm a huge hockey that's... fan, but I've never worn full hockey equipment. <laughs> but either way, I think, uh, yeah, when you're in a suit that's designed to propel you as fast as humanly possible, and you have skates that are going like that, it's in that, you know, talk about long track, they just have a much larger run up and a much longer track. Yeah. Mm. But okay, let's just say that you kind of set out like a a equal playing field. So they both get to wear hockey skates and they're both wearing like a track suit Ooh. type thing. Okay. Um and then you hockey have skates, you do that, hockey skates in a skin suit. <laughs> a track suit, a track suit or like a okay. jump thing. Yeah. And it's, it's very like swishy. Track and it's and it's very a, swishy. And it's a straight uh like how how long's uh, a sheet of ice? Like 120 meters or something? Right? Uh, how long? Like, it, how, wait, like an NHL rink is 200 feet. I don't know how long. Feet. 
the speed. Yeah, so short, short, short track is done on a standard size hockey rink. That's the connection. <laughs> okay, so let's just say you had uh, two skaters. One of them was like Apollo Antonono or whoever you want to have from the American team, and uh, other side was Connor McDavid. They're both wearing track suits and they're both wearing hockey skates. Uh, Who would win? Have in a that cute lap? little goatee. <laughs> I think in, in an in an open sprint, uh, it would probably be pretty close. Yeah. Um, but where the speed skaters really excel is when they're going around the turns, they're building a lot of speed on the turn because they're able to get really low and and kind of and kind of push that. And also the way that speed skaters are built, they're usually, especially short track, they tend to be a bit, uh, you know, uh, shorter in stature versus mm. I don't know how how tall is McDavid. Like I think five, he's six, six, one? six, two. Yeah. 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 So it's, uh, it'd probably be, be pretty, pretty evenly matched, uh, for the first little sprint. But after even just like a 500 meter couple laps around there, it's, it's definitely would be a, the speed skater out ahead. I, I just, that's just facts. Right. Follow, follow up question. Mm-hmm. Um, what if said race was full contact? Okay. Short track speed skating is contact. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> um, I mean, some people some people go into the boards. I guess uh, the main difference is that they have padded uh, padded walls in in a speed skating competition, where you would not have that in hockey. So I think, uh, yeah, the <laughs> if the speed skater is hit, I've seen it happen. You know, people hit the wall really bad. I mean, some of the worst injuries in the sport are not from the contact because uh, I mean they're all wearing helmets, but it'll be from. Uh, lacerations from the blades so maybe the hockey blades would cut down this is a great scenario i love this let's get them all pitted together <laughs> sounds sounds like a good idea for a new sport Isn't well, that you're... like what was it where it's uh like um the thing it was like the guys like skating down there it's like ski cross but on skates it was like crashed oh, ice thank oh, you crashed ice red bull so crashed good. ice all those skaters you were guys like... use you guys so, use uh... name brands on the podcast uh, what do you so, mean? Sorry, are they like, a trademark? Red, it's Red the name of the no, race. Oh, you, you guys should be getting paid. Blue, right. blue cow, crash ice. It was blue yeah. cow. cow. I don't know. I'm trying to think what the opposite of Red Bull is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> blue cow. Uh, yeah, but crash ice is is a cool sport. Uh, they the tracks that are made for that are the same people who you know. There's only a very small handful of people who do that type of refrigeration for ice in the world and so uh the people that are in that industry in that universe are are pretty close-knit because there's not many people it's incredible the tracks they build for those and uh the it's like this i i would never go down one of these things even (laughs) without three other people fighting for the front but um there's people who get sponsored and take it very seriously i'd go down in a toboggan Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so this week, uh, kind of a momentous occasion in uh, Vancouver sports history with uh, our Sedines retiring. Um, Mike, I, I, I'm trying to think of what the equivalent would have been. Do you think, like, let's just say Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze both decide to hang up their skates? Do you think and reveal be a... their brothers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
do you think there'd be a similar kind of send off or how does Chicago typically treat its sports legends as they kind of go away? Uh, well, I mean, I think the uh, jersey in the rafters is always that's kind of a standard thing, right? Well, you don't do that like right like their final game like you do that after no. a season or something. But that's how you, you honor people who've come through. And then do I mean, people people retire numbers in hockey much like they do in other sports. They do. Yeah. Okay, so that's that definitely going to happen in Vancouver. Not... <laughs> yeah, 69. We talked about this. 69 is league-wide retired. Ah. I think it's because Bettman wore it when he was in junior. Ah. <laughs> I don't um, know. I think there's a similar send-off. Uh, sports are huge in Chicago. I mean, you just have to I, you know, go back to the Cubs, and you see just the rally after the World Series win being in the top 10 list of peaceful human gatherings in recorded history all like right all just right millions and millions and millions of people that are in there <laughs> oh. i feel like that's an indirect dig <laughs> what? what i i, I think look uh, at all the parades our city has for our hey, champion team man it's just crazy whenever our city gets together for communally for to watch a sports game like it's always peaceful for us, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we don't do anything. That's what like you guys that. are baffled by is the the idea of a peaceful gathering to celebrate. Yeah. Well, we just, <laughs> Mike, we're referring to, of course, to the Stanley Cup riots of '94 and 2011, where uh, multiple cars were set on fire, uh, <laughs> London drugs was broken into, uh, and several uh, youth chips were stolen, ruined, ruined their lives with. By taking selfies with uh, hockey sticks and broken glass, yeah, and yeah. then People and then apologized on live news television. <laughs> I'm so sorry, I got caught up in the moment. Please don't take away my swimming scholarships. Scholarships. <sighs> oh yeah, but you guys don't understand. Like he he was just lighting a cop car on fire. <laughs> All he, <laughs> he was, was just doing. trying to fit That's in. All he was doing. To be fair, he he's a swimmer, so he would have been, He knows how to use the water to put it out, right? Because he's very <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like he, that um, guy was the kind of the headline, but then you know the people who are just in Holt Renfrew taking Louis Vuitton bags are just like, <laughs> uh, I mean, wouldn't you in that situation? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go back but to yeah, the happy the, the topic. The whole thing was shut down, man. Okay, let's go back to the happy happy topic of the Sedins retiring. Uh, Fergie and I were actually, um, we, we, able, we were able to get tickets to the last game, the last home game for the Sedins. And, uh, it was quite a game. I mean, it meant nothing to anybody, but it felt like a playoff game in there. It was so loud. And we were sitting in row 15. We were sitting in the party section. Up in, yeah. Section 320, row 15. If you ever want to have and a good time like at a guy, game. Yeah. Go to, yeah, row 15. Um, and it seemed like the guy beside us had uh, his entire extended family in that section. Did you notice <laughs> <Yeah>. that? <laughs> he was yelling to, like, people in, like, three rows ahead of us and then, like, th- six rows ahead of us, but two sections over and then, like, yeah. one row ahead of us. He knew everybody. He it knew was great. everybody. Uh, he was also, great. you didn't catch this, but when you went to the washroom, he asked if we were brothers. He asked if we were <laughs> brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, what did no. you say? I said, no, we record a podcast together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I mentioned the St. Louis shoes.com and kind of like chuckled and kind of like didn't, <laughs> didn't talk Wait, to is me this after. true? He walked away. Yes. 
This is all yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Wait, wait, wait. Give me your phone. Give me your phone. I'll show you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll show you. I'll show you right now. I'll show you. Uh, uh, he, he also told me about the story where he, cause he's working at UBC right now. And, uh, I guess the Sedins or the Canucks were practicing at, uh, at UBC and he was, he saw one of them walking. He's like, Hey Daniel. And guy goes, and it's like, it's actually Henrik. And Henrik goes like, it's actually Henrik. Mm-hmm. And he goes like, Oh, I'm so sorry. And then he shows you the picture on his phone. So that kind of gives you an idea of what this guy might be like. I think, I think we should all share our favorite Sedin memory. Um, Alex, we actually have a shared Sedin menu- memory. Do you remember that? I don't. Okay, so I used to live on uh, like oh, Granville, yes, like South South Granville, like <laughs> Granville and and Twelfth kind of area. And uh, I was walking down the street one day, um, on on the street that I normally walk down. And oh, Alex God. knew where I live, and and we ran into each other because I think you were at like a doctor's appointment or yeah. something like that. And he, he runs into me and he goes, what are you doing here? And I'm like, I literally live a block away from here. What are you doing here? And he, oh, I'm at a doctor's appointment. And we both turn around and walk down the street together. And like in the next block, was it Henrik and Daniel? I think it was both of them. It was both of them walking, walking their kids in their strollers. It was the most Yeah, it was one. both of them pushing their strollers. And I, I think it was like one other friend, I guess it was, that was with them. And they were just walking down the street, pushing their kids. And we literally, I, I swear, we stared at them with our mouths open. And I, <laughs> I i seem to remember, maybe you can correct me on this, but I feel like both of them gave us like a little like, hello, and a nod. Because they like yeah. looked at us just with yeah. our mouths agape. Gaping at them. <laughs> <laughs> and then we spent like the next four blocks walking down the street going, what's that? And then, and did you see? And they had their kids. Oh, those guys are awesome. <laughs> And uh, was, and somehow the most surprising thing about that whole interaction was the fact that I ran into you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somehow, and you were shocked that I was a block away from where yeah. I lived. Yeah, that was still the most shocking part. Um, I, I actually have another memory of the Sedins out uh, outside of the Canucks. Um, when I was in uh, I was in Whistler one year. I think it was for like it was during the summer because I think it was like a I don't know what you call it like a what's the motor the. Uh, Mountain biking festival called. Anybody? Uh, crashed Frank ice. <laughs> crashed ice. Yeah, sure. Crashed ice. <laughs> um, I was there one year, and it was like I don't know, sometime during the night, and I saw both of them again, and they were they were watching one of the events, and they were both standing next to I don't know, next to a wall, and I specifically remember them. And their wives or girlfriends at the time standing behind them with their arms around their necks, like up on a step. And I remember thinking to myself, wow, they look very similar. And then I was like, so do their wives. Did they marry twins? Like, <laughs> for the longest time, I thought that they had just married twins. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah. That's all. What are your favorite memories? Derek, do you have any lasting Sedine memories? I never met them. Um, I met a few connections at like signing and stuff. I never met the Sedines. Um, I guess my like, I guess we'll, I'll go an on ice memory. Um, just game four, the um, Western Conference Finals against San Jose in twenty eleven. This is the game. Just the four nothing goal where Henrik and Burrows are on two one zero or sorry two one one, and Boyle takes the pass away. So Henrik decides, you know, he should be shooting. He's left hand or he's left hand shot coming to the right side. And instead of shooting, he decides to pass through Antoniemi's legs to Burrows. Oh my god! Just the first time anyone has ever done a pass through the five hole. 
Like he, uh, it just that game was hilarious. Also, the that was a three five on three game, so that was hilarious for multiple reasons. But just that kind of like, just no one will, who is gonna who thinks of a pass like that? Who would Nobody. do such a thing? I mean, it's also like when you watch the scenes on like a two one zero, like we'll make three passes on a two one zero just because we can. Ridiculous! You're not gonna see guys like that ever again. I don't think, especially yeah, the two brothers who both won an Art Ross trophy, who both scored a thousand points. Like that. What are the chances of that? I don't know. Ridiculous. And what's your favorite? uh, It would probably be that one, or um, there was a breakaway where Daniel. I'm sorry, Henrik had like the most amazing deke I've ever seen, and I think he like. Did the Peter Forsberg move? And I can't remember. Oh, yeah. the Forsberg at San Jose. He did like a penalty shot against New Jersey or someone where he, yeah, yeah. He did, like, he, yeah, he's great. He's two for three in penalty shots, but he never scored a shootout goal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Henrik, Henrik did the Forsberg against San Jose, like not on a penalty kill, penalty shot. It was just even strength, wasn't it? Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was even that strength. Was, yeah. Like Daniel yeah, sent yeah, him yeah. in. Danny's in a saucer pass, and then Henrik pulled the force break on him. Yeah, and there's also the legendary, like, the shift, where, like, they are on the power How many? There's more than one of the shifts, They cycle man. for two minutes. Yeah, I don't know. It, yeah, the, Dill, you and I were there for the uh, one against Calgary in the season opener last year. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. This is absolutely bonkers. Mike, do you have any connections to the Sedins? Or you, you, I guess you, I don't know if you watch very much Canucks. I mean, there's, it's just they're always brought up as such a beloved part of the team, mm-hmm. uh, even if I'm not, I don't have like a specific memory to tie them to, but you know, they, uh, everybody's so proud of them in the town. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for, for me living here, you can always tell when the Canucks have won a game because everyone's happy. Like everyone yeah. that you run into, the bus drivers, happy, the people on the bus are happy, the people you talk to on the street, everybody's amped. And I think they were always a big part of that. They're always like, you know, these these are our boys, you know? Yeah. So, you know, everything that's come out from them is talked about how, oh, there's never going to be anyone like this ever again. This is so uniquely Vancouver. Um, mm-hmm. So I know the, the, them from that standpoint. And I, I think they're they really, a respectable bunch. They really changed the way uh, that people think about how to play hockey, to be honest. Like, they defined a couple of moves more than a couple of moves that uh, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody had ever done before they started doing it. Um, notably, the drop pass on the yeah. enter entrance on the, power on, play. on the power play. Yeah, like the Canucks the are still pass. doing it. I don't know if you've noticed, but this season they've been doing it differently. Well, I mean, yeah. this past season it's over now. They they'd been doing it differently where they had Edler and Horvat as the trailers. Yeah. And whoever was more open, they would pass it to. And it pushed the defense on the on the defending side even farther back because you have two guys that are rushing at full speed at the blue line. Yeah. And I swear, that was not Newell Brown. That was not Travis Green. Like, that was the Sedins. They were like, well, you know, one guy doesn't work anymore. Let's just do two back there. <laughs> um, yeah. They also did the, uh, the infamous slap pass. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was McDavid that said that that's just like the Sedin tip. That the Sedin tip, like they don't call it the slap pass. Everyone just calls it the Sedin tip because they were the first ones to do that. The slap pass off the half boards towards the slot. Yeah. Um. Yes. So good, Derek. Derek, what yes, about the oh, uh, yeah. the uh, <laughs> slap shot from from center ice? Center the indirect icing. Yeah, indirect icing. God, 
and the one time that they scored on it against Detroit. Oh uh, yeah, I was watching that today. Yeah, <laughs> so good, so so good. Is there anything else? They like, what else did, did they did they put their stamp on? Anything else? Uh, I mean, like I, the, I, I mean, see overcoming yeah. adversity and like how like how they interact <laughs> with fans. I mean, like is that a move? Vancouver, I mean, it's just like Vancouver, I don't know. Maybe maybe Mook, you can uh, kind of weigh in on from the Chicago side of things but I, I I rarely see like you you see it all the time in football or whatever where like the the fan base is much maligned against a sports star and then they're always just saying oh these guys suck and I mean how many times did you hear the Sedin sisters from people who were like even from Vancouver and they're like oh we'll never win a cup with them and I suppose they were kind of right but like <laughs> like the 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 Sedin seem to just you know shut that all out and still meant to be you know, exemplary citizens of the team, but I don't know, Mookie. How do how does the Chicago treat their sports stars, and what's kind of been their reaction to that? I don't know. Cut- Cutler definitely. Oh my uh, gosh! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like that, that. That's all I need to say. I mean, the, yeah. I mean, you're you're not above. Uh, um, if you're a fan in Chicago, you're not above just completely ripping into somebody if you're at a game to the point where, you know, security comes over and is like, all right, you know, keep it civil. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, that's just the kind of town it is. I mean, people are super rude, especially um, to, I would say, uh, to opposing teams, visiting teams a lot more. Um, I mean, there were guys when I was at the Cubs game that were looking up info on the outfielders wives and like shouting stuff out to them it was like oh man like this is <laughs> this is next level and yeah. uh you know but there's uh i don't know there's definitely been some poison against the um you know certain people on on the teams but i think cutler's probably the best recent example of people just being completely over them yeah i think i think i was going to try to make a luongo joke would that land yeah, go ahead. Or is that, yeah, go or for is, it. Is he, yeah. Or is he, you go ahead and try. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Oh, it's something about uh, how Vancouver played their emergency backup goalie for a couple of <laughs> seasons. Uh, worked out pretty well for them, too. <laughs> uh, Mike, do you have any good stories about your your interactions with any Chicago sports stars? Obviously, you've mentioned that your dad was heavily involved with the USA Speed Skating, so you've met all the famous speed skaters and some very famous US Olympians but does any any good stories about your your local sports teams uh Gary Barnett is that ringing any bells Gary Barnett was a, a football coach for Northwestern University for a long time and uh Northwestern was on a decent run we live very close to uh the Northwestern University stadium and one day I was working on the roof with my dad and the uh you know, Wildcats had won the day before. And who are uh, we? Gar- the Wildcats. <laughs> who are we gonna be? The Wildcats. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> he was running by the house and uh he my like, dad's like, Oh, that's Jerry or Barnett. Just... Oh yeah, no, he was like r- he was on a run. Oh okay. I was like, hey, he was hey, running good, good game yesterday. <laughs> Wait, what did you yeah, say? He was late to the game. My oh. dad said, "You know, great game yesterday," and he's like, "Thanks," and just kept on running. But that's 
that's uh yeah that's about as close to anyone i'm sure i'll I'll come up with a real zinger later but that was that one sticks out to me because people take it very personally especially college football right that's better than fergie and i did on uh, granville when we just said uh uh, 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 mike before we let you go do you have anything to plug yeah, uh, I do have uh, I do have something to plug. Uh, so if you guys live in Vancouver and you listen to the podcast and you're interested in getting a quality cut of meat, oh, don't even wait a second. Hold on, <laughs> hey, Hold this on. is plugs. This is plugs. <laughs> no, no, no. You're taking sponsorship to the next level here without giving any sort of payment. <laughs> we were promised meats. <laughs> All right, coming very soon, an official butcher sponsor of the Winter is Coming Fantasy Hockey Podcast, exclusively for Vancouver residents only. <laughs> you keep that under. Uh, I just uh, thank you. You keep that under. Brown paper me and participate. <laughs> yeah, I'll, yes. I'll, I'll thank you for for uh, letting me ruin your podcast. I appreciate it. No problem. Uh, also, check out Mike on Instagram at Pin Meme. Oh yeah, this, check this out the guy... Pin Meme. Yeah, this guy has been happily trading pins through how many Olympics? Like four or five Olympics. Um, yeah, for the better part of ten decades. Is that correct? And <laughs> three hundred years uh, I've traded pins. Did you guys my, maybe want to share uh, pins that you've taken home from the pin meme collection? I'm um, looking at mine right now. Mike's giving me like Mike's giving me like five or six Buffalo Bills pins that are just. <laughs> Awesome. They all live on my toque. It's great in the in the the winter months when I'm hopelessly watching my Buffalo Bills try to try to win a game against the New England Patriots and I, you know, somehow <laughs> convince myself that this is the year and it's great because <laughs> I'll be wearing my toque and the toque will have all these pins on it and it's really great to to wear. Uh big fan of the pin meme. How about you, Dylan? What was and, your uh, just... and vintage I logos just put... too, right? Yeah. I just gotta... I just mm. Sorry, I keep on cutting you off. That's, I, okay. uh, that's, your, that's your calling card. <laughs> I'm trying to get better. I just put my uh, retro Canucks pin on my backpack today. It's the old uh, spaghetti nice. spaghetti logo, the skate, uh, orange nice. skate logo. It's got a nice clasp on the back. It's like a, it, it locks. So I felt really comfortable putting it on my backpack. I've put other pins on my backpack that have gone missing um, because they don't have a good secure way to to pin them in so thank you for that mike oh how considerate that's nice (laughs) well it's been a blast mike uh make sure you check him out online on instagram at pin meme and perhaps we'll have you uh on later in the summer to talk some off-season topics oh i'll be off-season for sure (laughs) (laughs) all right take care mike peace see you all right yeah man not nothing more than can be said about the sedines i think uh kind of check our Twitter account. We did uh, kind of tweet a, a mini essay, I guess, about the Sedins and just, you know, you could never worry about the Sedins kind of embarrassing the team, if you will. I mean, we were poking fun at Patrick Kane about, you know, his mm-hmm. run-ins mm-hmm. with the law. And you, you, you would never see that with the, the Sedins, which was really awesome. And, uh, you know, I, I hope that, you know, Bo Horvat and... Uh, y- I was going to see Jensen, but that doesn't make any sense. Bo Horvat, Gaunt. Uh, I'm trying to name all our good players, but I can't. You're trying to name uh, all good players, and Brendan Gaunt is the third guy you name. 
Dr. Jensen. Um, but, you know, uh, Rick is the guy that Dylan had. Brock Messer. Brock Messer. You know, whoever the Sedins touched or briefly interacted with uh, <laughs> are better for it. I'm trying to be like, you know, giving a nice poetic send off, and I'm just absolutely ruining it with some weird, weird lingo. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, QED Sendines uh, <laughs> are awesome nice. There we go Way to pull that back yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, oh, can, I, can I bring up something else? Please uh, So last week I received The trophy for our league The uh, yes. Memorial Sexy Gretzky The St. Louis uh, Shoes dot com the St. Louis the present, St. Louis Shoes dot com presents The Winter is Coming Fantasy Hockey League uh, Memorial Sexy Gretzky Trophy. You're a fantasy yes. winner. If you guys haven't seen this already, uh, we've posted it to our Twitter, have we not? We did post it to our Twitter. Uh, it also was a was a top post on the Fantasy Hockey it, subreddit for a good... Yeah, yeah. Post. It was for a couple of days. It was the top yeah. post. Reddit, reddit.com Which I think slash... says more about the, the, about the subreddit than anything. Yeah, it says more about the subreddit than it does about our video, but... Uh, slash r slash fantasy hockey, yeah. Uh, I... Derek, it will be in your in your uh, in your hands shortly. I, I'm kind of sad that I have to give it up. It's been sitting on my desk for the last week, and I keep on looking at it. And it, <laughs> I, th- I just think it's like the funniest thing that's ever been made. Um, I cannot wait to get that. I am so I, happy. I expect. <laughs> I'm so you, happy. I expect you to film an unboxing. Oh yeah, um, and I, I also expect the... you to mail it back to me when I win le- next year. Ah, oh, boo. Boo! <laughs> uh, well, there, is there a place for Derek to engrave his name, or will he have to kind of get creative with how he makes his mark? You know what? I didn't think about that. Oh, that's right. Um, I guess. Uh, let me let me take a quick look here. I think there may be some room. Hold on here. I'm probably <laughs> this is really interesting for the podcast. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the the box, like when I first got it, I was like, "Wow, there's like, it's got like this nice place to put your to put the award, and it's all." covered with foam but literally since it's been sitting here the box has fallen apart i've barely touched the box and it's already still oh, really in the corners the box is so nice i know it did it looks so nice uh there is no place for you to put your name i mean i guess you could engrave it on the side uh, on the or like could you, could you could put a sticker on the bottom, on it, on the bottom. <laughs> it's just so clean yeah. i feel like that would ruin the uh the uh it's... Artistry yeah. of Sexy Gretzky. I mean, you could maybe put a sticker on the inside of the box. Maybe that's where you put it. The box that fell apart. <laughs> the box that fell apart. Yeah, it's still it's still intact. I, I don't know. For how dirty this picture is, it's a it's quite a clean trophy. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who haven't seen it, it's a picture of Gretzky. Uh, we've already talked about this on the podcast, but it's a picture of Gretzky in his second season. Sorry, I'm hitting my microphone with it. Uh, after he scored like a bajillion points one season and sports illustrated decided, Hey Gretzky sit on the ice in your shortest shorts and your Adidas pants or Adidas, uh, <laughs> trainers and hold these skates. Oh, don't worry. You don't need a shirt. And, uh, he's looking very sultry, like at the, yeah. at the camera. Um, it also kind of looks like he has an erection, but I think that might just be his shorts. It's a pants. Yeah. Um, uh... <laughs> Quick tip for anybody in 
I guess, middle school or high school, never wear sweatpants or mesh shorts ever. Ever. If you're, <laughs> Period. If you're going through puberty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, D- Derek does get to take home the trophy because he did win the finals 10-2 against Beast of New Haven, Stephen Orr, uh, despite playing maybe half as many players. Uh, you were boy by excellent, excellent play of Tyler Sagan and Taylor Hall. Remember when those two were kind of debated, like who was better? And I have them and, both. It doesn't matter who's better. And they were both traded <laughs> off of their teams. <laughs> like Tyler but, versus by Taylor. By the same person. They yeah, were both oh, treated by Peter Shirelli. Good point. Good point. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, Taylor Hall, six goals, five assists. Tyler again, one goal, six assists. Uh, Dustin Brown turning back the clock, uh, five goals, yeah. three assists. I, I want to shout out uh, one more player, um, former Steve pickup and our our good third Sedine, Mr. Alexander Edler, with twenty two blocks. Did you? It was really strange watching the the Sedines like kind of retirement tour of two games or three games. Three games. But it it seemed like that Adler was also kind of getting a send off. And I <laughs> did you get notice that too? Like it was kind of weird. It's like always like. I like in the three shootout attempts uh, in Edmonton, it was the Sedins and Edler. And I'm like, is Edler yeah. going away somewhere? <laughs> like what's happening with him? Well, now that Maybe. his brothers are gone, he's like, now what do I stay for? I just imagine like after the game, Henrik and Daniel were singing like in the arms of an angel to Edler. Yeah. <laughs> Why like, is that in, their, in their style? They're just like episodes. holding him and, and rocking him back and forth. And he's just like, yeah, <laughs> a lot of a lot of singing on this podcast today. Uh, hey, we sound we sound great. We sound great. Yeah. Dylan, you you can auto tune my voice, right? Auto tune? No. no. Okay, cool. No, that's got to be oh natural. <laughs> it's raw. It's raw. Oh uh, boy. Um, yeah. I mean, I imagine at a certain point, Derek. When did you know you had this right in the bag? Day two. Um, <laughs> no, I was actually losing for the first week. Um, well, not winning. I think it was because then he got a short goal on Saturday. I think Monday. Taylor Hall got a short goal Sunday, and then Dustin Brown got one on Monday, and that pretty much locked it down because he would. I was already up by like forty-five shots on goal, ten goals, ten assists. So probably Monday, I'd had it pretty much locked down unless something dumb happened. Right. And then Friday, once he had to play. Um, McKenna for Dallas and then lost goal, goals against the save percentage. It, it was over. He had no chance. Even mm. though he he's he uh outplayed me on twelve oh one on Saturday morning and picked up the entirety of the Boston Bruins and Florida Panthers roster. <laughs> I was gonna do that and then I fell asleep and then I was like, Well, it didn't really matter. You're losing by yeah. fifty five shots on goal. I mean like <laughs> it would have taken some sort of monstrous like... You're taking some sort of miracle, like yeah, yeah we need fifteen goals or something insane. If you gotten, you know, sixteen winning goals at one game, you know. Possible. <laughs> possible one game right. six game winning, game winning goals, goals. it's the win? ultimate in clutch yeah but, i mean just taking a look at steve's team uh I, there's just so many players to look at here but uh really two goals, i think 11 yeah definitely uh a huge thing here uh no notable goal scorers i mean i guess you have uh craig smith with four goals three assists um Matt Dumba had eight points or some somehow. I don't know where yeah. that came from. But yeah, really just Panarin was his only big point producer. And yeah. uh, he has a lot of guys with like one assist or nothing. I also want to give a shout out to Clayton Keller on your team. Uh, when Dylan and I were watching that Sedin's last home game, 
I, I don't know, Dylan. Like, he was just every yeah. single scoring chance. It was him. Yeah. Either it was him. Oh, yeah. That guy's so up. good. He is going to be so good when, uh, once he got it, puts on some size and once he gets traded through. from the Coyotes to a combat. I know, right? <laughs> I kind of <laughs> want him to be there for a long time. Like, I, I don't know. I kind of want the Coyotes to be good. Yeah. So does Brent. Yeah. Brent loves the Coyotes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, it is. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Clay Keller was named Arizona Coyotes MVP for the season. Uh, yes. Fun fact about our Canucks season awards, they were giving away at the last home game. Uh, every, so much every winner was injured. It was, it was really <laughs> yeah, sad. Was, except for Edler. <laughs> except Edler for Edler. Best defenseman. Yeah. Everyone yeah. else is injured. Most, most, uh, entertaining or most electrifying, the Pavel Bure award. award. Yeah. That was Rock. Besser. Unsung Besser. hero. Uh, Derek Dorsett. Unsung hero. Derek Dorsett. Yeah. Who else? Yeah. Um, those are the only two that matter. The best well, goaltender, he wanted, he MVP. yeah, wasn't Brock Besser? Best no, yeah, should have been. Goaltender. If only we had Scott Foster. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Can, can I can I bring us into a new a new topic here? Sure. So with the uh, with the the closing of this season and mm-hmm. the the off season upon us for fantasy hockey, that is at least. Um, yeah. we've, we've kind of been pondering new rules for next season. Yes. And I just want to go over some of the, some of the suggestions for, um, making our league better and maybe making other people's leagues better. If there's anyone that listens to this for advice. Um, what do you guys think? Are you, are you talking about the NHL.com article that was recently produced, uh, published? No, I just mean, what do you guys think no, about me oh, doing that? that? Okay, uh, so I mean, the NHL.com had recently published an article on how to improve your fancy hockey league, and they had oh, a yeah. they had a line yeah. in there where some guy was like, "Oh yeah, uh, being in the fancy hockey league is not a right; it's a privilege." And it's like, "Whoa, <laughs> this is true." <laughs> it's I also kick. like, "Why are you talking like this?" But wh- why are you talking like this? Is some sort of like weird social issue? Like, <laughs> like come on, like. Relax. It's fantasy hockey. It's literally the hashtag least, me too. Literally the least. Yeah. No. Right. It's like literally the least popular fantasy sport. This is true. This is true. Yeah, true. I think it's behind fantasy tennis somehow. Fantasy curling. Just, who's your favorite tennis player? <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> so some of the ideas we have for next season. One of the things I think that kind of like I, I, I'm totally guilty of this. I'm basically the blackest kettle in this. Um, is the amount of races? players you can no the amount of players that you can pick up per week. So our waiver wire was very active and I was picking up players every week um to get the most amount of games played per week against our opponents and I think it was because we were playing head to head, right? Right. Head to head in hockey doesn't work the same way as it does in football or it does in baseball where ba- you you have a guaranteed amount of games per week, right? In baseball Mm -hmm. every team plays what six games they like play almost every day five six games a week five to six games yeah Yeah. and so one game football usually football you have like your set days and every team plays right so every Mm -hmm. once in a while you have your bye weeks but you can you can go around those but in hockey like sometimes it's two sometimes it's four games a week right so i think we need to put a limit to the amount of um players you can pick up per week the other solution I yeah. had to this or that I had read about this problem is uh, instead of making it a first come first serve waiver wire, you have a salary 
for the waiver wire. So you have amount of money that you can spend in the year and your waiver wire pickups cost a certain amount. And that cost can be associated to like their ranking in the year. Um, yeah. Um, so I, I made, higher, we made this higher... change in our fantasy football league uh, a couple seasons ago. And oh, yeah. it's been, it's been an absolute game changer. Um, once we you don't want to pick up every had... single player, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. it, I mean, it's great. Cause like, and there's a little bit more mind games associated with it. I mean, with football, it's kind of nice because everything's condensed into like one singular one moment. Right, um, right. Essentially, like with Sundays and I guess Thursdays and uh, Saturdays Mondays. and Mondays. Uh, but <laughs> uh, I I mean, the nice thing about having the, the bid, um, and I don't know how you do it in hockey if you make it a daily thing, but having that kind of allows the person who like is working late, like myself, like I'm not having to, you know, if I see a notification saying that my goaltender, Oh, is that your excuse? You're working. <laughs> yeah. yeah <I'm> not... <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, it's just, it's, but I mean, it's less like, of a just... pressure to watch like, the notifications example, every like, single day. Um, yeah. uh, Eli Tolvanen, right. Was coming over from the KHL uh, to Nashville. And let's just say you were in the finals and you wanted to pick him up because you hear he's pretty good. Like that's, it would be nice to have the ability to like not have to be around your computer 24 seven to pick him up. Right. Right. You just Mm -hmm. have to get your highest bid in before the, before the period ends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, So I think that's a good fix. Right. Um, Some of the other ones that we, that we floated out there were, um, let me take a look here. Um, Les Dillon. How do you guys feel about that one? <laughs> <laughs> that was actually was that not me. Less, said that. less Dillon in the league. Oh, is this your suggestion know. box thing that you sent yeah. out to everyone? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think that was Greg. I really like that one. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Steve. Um, oh yeah. I'm in... The other thing that we were thinking about is turning this league into a keeper league. I don't. I've yeah. never played a keeper league before, so I'm not sure how that would go, but. Um, I do like the prospect of trading futures, like trading for draft picks. Yeah. Um, I think that that's Definitely. a really, a really interesting way to, 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 um, build your team. And I also think that it, mm-hmm. it requires you to, at least for those people who in our league didn't really play much, they can entertain more, uh, trades or more roster moves because they can think about, um, next year. The, next year and the assets that they that they hold are not just the players that they have this year it's the players that they might hold next year right right um so i think yeah. that there's more so you gamesmanship have like, you have like... yeah you know what i mean 100%. which i would appreciate i would appreciate mm-hmm. um another idea is what about we've talked about this in the past is relegating people out of the league <laughs> do we um... have like people to come into the league though like well, I mean, we have a 14-team league, and there's definitely people who play more than others. Um, one of the things that I read is just have a real heart-to-heart with the players in your league and ask them if this is really something that they want to be doing. And you'll definitely get some people who are going to quit. <laughs> so. Well, like, it's also like if you become a keeper league, the, like, the amount of time and like thought you have to put into your league. Like, There's nothing more annoying than like having somebody end up being, I don't know, who mismanages assets in the NHL like no other? Like the Coyotes? Peter Shirelli. Peter yeah. Shirelli. 
you imagine if like Justin Chang became Peter Shirelli and just like was <laughs> trading away Connor McDavid's or Ryan Kessler's and yeah. Well, <laughs> based on the way that I fleeced him this year, he probably he he pretty much already is. And you know what? If he if he wants to play and play with a lot of Ducks rosters and stuff like that, then I guess that's cool. I mean, the Ducks are pretty good, but like, I, I mean, that's just, it was an example. I mean, I saw he didn't have a ton of roster moves this year and um, yeah. I so mean, we're a pretty, we're a pretty casual league though. Right. So yeah, I don't know. I feel like we can, we can take this in two directions. We can either like double down and, and have, have uh more specific uh, categories and kind of do this a little bit more seriously or we can just continue doing what we're doing and just have fun. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm in for, for making this more serious. The other, the other um, adjustment that I think we should make was ranked scoring system. I think that would definitely help us out. So a what goal is, a, is what worth... Is, what is a ranked scoring system? So a goal would be worth one point, but an assist okay. would be worth 0.5. If you get a power play point, then that's an extra 0.2, right? So right. it's not oh, like okay. you're winning... And then you get you get uh, you win on 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 your score for the week. Aggregate, so, or, yeah, all yeah. of those points combined, you you get your your weekly score. Total, not, oh, okay. Yeah, and you can do it either as a total score or you can do it as a um, category score. Actually, no, that doesn't work. Sorry, it doesn't work as a category score. It would only no, be your total, total score. I think. Yeah. yeah. The the downside with that is that you're setting your team at the beginning of the week and you're not making any adjustments through the entire week. Hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's one of the things that make uh fantasy hockey so infuriating is just like how how much things can change in a week and yeah. who's hot, who's not, right? But uh but I mean it's all things to consider and uh I'm sure fans can tune into our podcast as we'll be discussing that throughout the off season. Uh, Derek, uh, just kind of as, a, as we kind of close out our fantasy season and kind of look into the actual playoffs of the NHL, uh, do you have any anyone you want to pick to win the Stanley Cup? Um, I feel like a lot of people are going with Nashville. Um, I kind of want to go with Winnipeg. I mean, not yeah. just because they carried my team this year, but I think they're a really dangerous team. Like mm-hmm. they they were always good, but were getting killed by just terrible goaltending. So right. yeah. now that Hellebuck has had a great year, like they are an incredibly dangerous team. But uh, I feel like it's it's just um, it's not like the mainstream pick. So I feel like it's not like you know going with full chalk, but it's not like an insane pick like picking I don't know uh, Philly to win it all. Right, Colorado. <laughs> yeah, yes, Colorado too. That would also be. Geez. That was really funny, but no, I don't think Colorado's going to do very much in this, without right. their number one goaltender. I don't think they're. I mean, Bernier's not that much worse than Varlamov. But... Bernier's their number one, right? Well, he is now. He is now, yeah. Uh, who, yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to take one. I'm taking Winnipeg. You taking Winnipeg? Last, last year, time that they got swept, but I'm taking Winnipeg again. And... Nice. Winnipeg's Winnipeg's a good pick, I think, because if you look at how I mean, if you look at how Nashville's been constructed. They're kind of a win by committee, right? Like they've got mm-hmm. they've got four good lines. I, I I don't know. I feel like Winnipeg's top two lines though are far more dangerous are... than yeah, like I agree. any of Nashville's lines. And I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like they can win a game just by themselves. Those two to, those two top lines, right? Um, yeah, I would love I to see those two teams play. Is oh, that, that would be yeah. so can good. That, can that happen? It, well, it would happen second round if they both win. Yeah. 
Yeah. That would be a heck of a matchup. I think that would be a hell of a series. Right. Uh, Derek, has you kind of want to send us off in the season, who do you want to give a shout-out to on your team? Uh, Well, I guess... Nate, we talked about Colorado really briefly. Um, Nathan McKinnon uh, finished at the number one Yahoo asset, and he was the I picked him 128th or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, I picked him 136th actually. Yeah. So I mean, I actually drafted pretty poorly. So like, I I feel like I deserve extra credit for winning this league despite forfeiting my first round no. pick. No. <laughs> I Who's deserve Carey Price. Oh, okay. <laughs> so. I feel like I deserve extra credit, but yeah, like Nathan McKinnon was, and Connor Helbig I drafted by accident. I'm going to be honest. I drafted him and I forgot Steve Mason was in Winnipeg. Right. And I got lucky that he won the starting gig and then broke out. So I, I got really lucky this year. And I mean, I got lucky in the playoffs too. Like Nick's team got injured. Then Paul forgot to play goaltenders ever. So, you so know, it's, I, what you're saying is that your win this year should have an asterisk next to it. No, I won legitimately, unlike you. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, it, it's the thing with with fantasy hockey. Like, it, it's just little margins you got to look out for. And I, I happened to come out on top last year. It, I had five my guys injured. I'm still bitter about last year. I'm not going to lie. I'm still salty about last year. And that's kind of what makes fantasy sports so beautiful. It mimics life and so much by just you know little things. You know, you thought last year was going to be a great year at work or whatever. And uh, just because the cards kind of turn a little bit or even when you think you're dealt a bad hand, you can still persevere. Yeah, uh, that, that's, beautiful. that's beautiful. That was beautiful, Fergie. <laughs> so inspirational. Uh, <laughs> as always, this has been another episode of the Winter's Coming Fancy Hockey Podcast. Uh, thanks again to Mookie at Penmeme on Instagram, uh, Derek out in Abbotsford, and of course, my co-host Dylan. I uh, will Oh, yeah, and Steve. Uh, he stopped by for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> uh, as always, we look forward to seeing you guys. Uh, we'll do we'll do another playoff episode. Um, but uh, stay tuned for what our recording schedule will look like during the summer. Uh, take care. Bye now. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs> what are we going to do in the summer? I don't know. 